Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded October 2nd, 2023. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, three big things you need to know. First, Congress reached a deal to avert a government shutdown for now, but we aren't convinced this is the end of the current period of equity market weakness, as our main sentiment indicator still has some room to fall. Second, CFO economic confidence rose in the latest Duke survey, despite some heightened concern about monetary policy. And third, energy revisions continue to improve but are getting close to historical highs. That's a negative data point for the broader market, but some of the other updates from our high-frequency indicators admittedly lend some more support to U.S. equities. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Now the details. Takeaway number one, the government shutdown got shut down, but before investor sentiment got hit too hard. Congress managed to pass a 45-day funding measure over the weekend, avoiding a shutdown for now. While this was a surprise, it was a rational move, as polling data had been highlighting that both Democrats and Republicans would get a fair amount of blame for a shutdown that the American voters simply did not want. While this is a positive development for the U.S. equity market, we still aren't convinced that the recent period of weakness in the stock market is completely over. This weekend's agreement is a short-term measure and may just end up setting the stage for another congressional showdown in November. Equity investors also still have several issues to work through in the near term, including strikes, student loan repayments, and rising bond yields, to name a few. But most importantly, net bullishness on the AAII survey, which has fallen sharply since mid-August, still isn't back down to levels that would indicate investor pessimism has gotten too extreme. Moving on to takeaway number two, C-suite economic confidence rose in the latest Duke CFO survey. Looking beyond the shutdown, one data release that captured our attention last week was the quarterly Duke CFO survey, conducted August 21st to September 8th. Ahead of three Q earnings, the survey may provide a glimpse into C-suite thinking. The main thing that jumped out to us is that CFOs have become incrementally more optimistic about the economy and a tiny bit more constructive on the outlooks for their own companies. This all occurred despite rising concerns about monetary policy. The improvement in general economic expectations is most noteworthy, as it represents a recovery from extremely low levels in 2022 that were similar to those of the COVID recession. Interestingly, expectations for revenues and employment were both much stronger for 2024 and 2023. Overall, the survey makes us think that CFOs are looking ahead to 2024 as a better year, though we aren't so sure they'll actually voice that opinion in the upcoming reporting season. We'll wrap up with what else jumps out in our high-frequency indicators. First off, energy earnings revisions continue to improve but are approaching past highs. We remain overweight the sector, but this does temper our enthusiasm for it a bit. Second, Trump has pulled ahead of Biden in betting markets. As noted last week, Trump has also taken the lead in polling. Third, inflows have nearly disappeared from China, Japan, and EM equity funds, but remain positive for U.S. equity funds driven by passive. Fourth, the companies that have talked the most about AI this year underperformed sharply in September, but trends did stabilize a bit towards the end of the month. And fifth, utilities gave back all of the outperformance they earned in early September in the final week of the month. While surging bond yields appear to have been the trigger, we'd also been concerned about weak earnings revisions and expensive valuations. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. 
It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.